Thank you for joining me for episode 50 of the Fit Fizz podcast. I hope that you took some time to reflect and be proud of any small or large victories that you achieved in 2019 and that you're feeling positive about a fantastic new year ahead. My name is Kelly Wilson. I'm the owner of fitfizstudio.com and I'm a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. Nothing should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And once again, Happy New Year. There is no other time of the year that you should be more cautious about gimmicks with fitness and nutrition than this time of year. Lately, I feel like every time I look at social media, there is some kind of misinformation about weight loss or nutrition. And one of the things that is driving me bonkers that makes me want to scream more than anything is anything that says detox. So I've touched on this in other episodes and I have a more in-depth Patreon video about what a true detox is that is usually guided by a doctor, that type of detox is to remove excess heavy metal buildup in the body. But right off the top, I want to make some very important points. And if you already know this stuff, you can help me clear up confusion by sharing this with other people. First of all, a detox is not cutting out junk food from your daily habits. That is not a detox. That's called eating normally or eating healthy, nutrient-dense food. Now, I can imagine someone saying, well, Kelly, that's just what I like to call it. Well, then you, if that's the case, you might as well call a car a shoe or anything like that if words really carry no meaning for you because it's pretty ignorant to just decide, well, that's what I want to call something when in fact it is completely inaccurate to call it that. So please don't be that person who is saying, I'm detoxing this week when what you actually mean is you might be increasing your nutrient-dense foods or cutting out excess sugar or cutting back on refined carbohydrates, maybe cutting out alcohol or increasing your vegetable intake. Because simply eating more nutrient-dense foods, that is not a detox. I've said this before too. Doing some kind of seven-day smoothie challenge is not a detox. I don't care what kind of quote unquote detoxing ingredients that you might be putting into it. It's not any kind of detox. So it's inaccurate to call it that no matter how you slice it. I've also mentioned this one before and it's this one is more of the focus of today's episode. I've probably seen at least 15 different references to this idea just this past week alone, saying that detoxes are not needed because we have a liver and kidneys. Well, that is an oversimplification, in my opinion, due to the fact that it's 
Well, it's simply inaccurate, and I'm going to explain why. So basically a statement like, we don't need any kind of detoxification help because we have a liver and kidneys, that would be accurate if, if you didn't eat processed foods, if you never took antibiotics in your life, if you never took any sort of prescription medication in your life, if you lived where there is no air pollution and no water pollution, if you lived a life with no exposure to heavy metals or environmental toxins like plastics, BPAs, BPS, phthalates, xenoestrogens, and et cetera, all that kind of stuff. And we're all exposed to all of that. So you can't just simply make a blanket statement like, we don't need a detox because we have a liver and kidneys. But I also want to make it very clear that by saying all of that, I am not saying that since we are indeed all exposed to these things that we need some kind of detox. I'm not saying that we need some kind of detox. But what I am saying is that we as humans, everyone, rather than falling for some detox bandwagon gimmick, there are things you can do to help support the regular everyday detox detoxification pathways of your liver and kidneys so that they are not overloaded, so that they are able to function normally and efficiently take care of detoxifying effectively on their own by taking care of your health and in ways that impact your the ability of your liver and kidneys to do their job. So this isn't about how to do a detox, but it's more about how to keep your your organs doing their jobs to detoxify properly in the first place. The truth of the matter is that we do live in a world where most people, by the time they hit their 40s or 50s, or maybe even sooner than that, have been exposed to enough unnatural and synthetic and chemical junk over the years that our ancestors were never exposed to. And that the liver and kidneys are probably unfortunately, not functioning as well as they should be. And most people don't really know it unless they run into, unless, unless they've been functioning suboptimally for quite some time, and then you run into really serious health issues. So as I mentioned before, around 2015, I found out that my own kidneys were under-functioning. Therefore, my body was not detoxifying properly. And in hindsight, I now see numerous ways that this was a red flag and that I was headed down the path of autoimmune disease if I didn't do something to reduce stress and improve my nutrition. But at that time, I was still seeing a regular doctor. And as I always try to emphasize, everyone to, in order to encourage you to seek out a functional medicine doctor, because regular doctors never clued me into these signs. And if I had been seeing a functional medicine doctor at that time, they definitely could have connected the dots way ahead of time to where I might have never even had autoimmune issues at all. Regular doctors don't connect these dots. That's not their job. And this is part of why I'm going to share all of this with you today. And I'm going to come back and point out more ways that my underfunctioning kidneys were rooted in many other points of sickness that I went through unnecessarily. So some of the basic functions of kidneys are the kidneys are what stimulate the synthesis of red blood cells. And your kidneys are where we actually make vitamin D. So the vitamin D might come in, you know, it hits your skin, but you don't aren't automatically fueled with vitamin D there. It has to get converted 
into a usable form by the kidneys. And another thing that's important, if the kidneys aren't working properly or optimally, a person can drink tons of water and still be dehydrated. So there's a difference between drinking water and being hydrated. The kidneys also work to control the volume of water that's in the body and the volume and diversity of electrolytes that are in the body. So if somebody only drinks distilled water or only bottled water, that can make it harder to actually hydrate the body because those types of water usually don't contain the trace minerals that we need that allow the cells to actually take in the water. So when the cells actually take in the water, that's what makes you hydrated, not just drinking it. Um, So if you are just drinking only bottled water or only distilled water and not getting the trace minerals, you might just pee it all out and not actually be hydrating. And this is um, also why uh, bodybuilders often drink only distilled water on the few days leading up to a show because it helps to dehydrate the body, which is what they do on purpose in order to look that way on stage. Now, I know a lot of people turn to bottled water because there can be an issue with the safety and cleanliness of a lot of just regular municipal tap water. It can contain a lot of chemicals that are not so great to put into the body. So That's why investing in some kind of filtration system for your house or your apartment is great for overall health and to prevent, it's one way to prevent the downregulation of kidneys being able to optimally do their job of helping to detoxify. Now, since we're talking about minerals and how they relate to kidney function and their ability to detoxify the body, I want to talk a little bit about calcium. Now, obviously, calcium is necessary for life, and it's important for how the body conducts electricity. And there are lots of things to be aware of if somebody takes calcium as a supplement rather than getting it from food. Now, many people voluntarily take a calcium supplement or they're told by their doctors to take several hundred or maybe even a few thousand grams of calcium per day. But as with most supplements, you need to be aware of the other implications of taking one supplement because no singular mineral or vitamin acts in the body alone. There's this the rest of the symphony of nutrients that work in tandem with calcium and might be affected by very high dose calcium supplementation. And those are vitamin D, vitamin K2, boron, and magnesium. Now, in particular, having adequate vitamin K2 is critical because that is what helps to make sure that that high dose of calcium doesn't start to calcify soft tissues in the body. And calcification of soft tissues in the body is one issue that highly affects a lot of people as we grow older and it contributes to many diseased states. But if care is taken to balance out those nutrients when a calcium supplement is needed, a lot of that calcification of soft tissues of the body can be avoided. Yet again, functional medicine will help you in that aspect, but not regular doctors. 
So there can also be a calcification of the pineal gland, which is part of the brain. And that contributes to, uh, if you do have calcification in the pineal gland, contributes to lower melatonin secretion as you age. And if someone has trouble sleeping as they get older, one direction to investigate might be to see if there is calcification happening in the body. That's just one one possible thing that could be happening. And I'd also just want to reemphasize that you can't take a biochemical substance, meaning any vitamin or mineral or nutrient, and expect it to not affect other things. So like I was saying, this is very true with calcium. And there have been a wide variety of clinical studies that have absolutely confirmed that high doses of calcium supplementation, not from foods, but from supplements, drastically increases the risk of cardiovascular disease. And we all know that that is highly prevalent. So taking calcium as a supplement might be totally necessary for certain people, such as people with osteoporosis or advanced osteopenia or other diseases. But that should be taken with the other supportive nutrients so that other complications don't begin to happen once that is taken long term. So for people who do have to take it as a supplement, it's best to, first of all, work with a functional medicine doctor so they can explain to you what other supplements you need to balance it out so you don't run into trouble. But also it's smart to divide it up throughout the day as much as possible so that it's, that it's not one big dump of calcium into the body at one time. Now, I know this is inconvenient, especially if you have to take other supplements, but it more closely mimics how the body would naturally get it. It has to do with not overloading the receptors which is critical to kidney function. So when those receptor sites are overloaded for whatever reason, that's when the body will begin to be unable to detoxify adequately. And that brings me back to the topic of detoxes and how when you hear people say, you don't need a detox if you have a liver and kidneys. And even then, it's not so much that you need a detox, but it's that you need more nutrients to support liver and kidney detoxification pathways. <sighs> That's a mouthful. Detoxification pathways. I know I'm kind of repeating myself here, but I want to make sure that I'm really getting that point across. Moving on. Now I want to talk a little bit about stress and hormones and how they contribute to reducing the body's ability to detoxify properly. And at the point and the point of this, once again, is not to say that if you're stressed out, you need to detox. No, I'm not saying that. Again, the point is not to promote detoxing, but the point is that you should work on reducing stress, get lab work done, and improve nutrition so that you enable the kidneys and liver to adequately do their jobs. It's making sense? So the kidneys are all also regulated by the adrenal glands and adrenal hormones, which are some of them are cortisol, adrenaline and aldosterone. Those are hormones, some of the hormones produced by the adrenal glands. And I think that most people are aware of the idea that stress can create high cortisol and weight gain around the middle. But here's an important thing that I want to point out. And this happened to me. It, that is, if cortisol is super high, 
due to stress for many months or years of intense stress, it will eventually crash to the point where you have extremely low levels of cortisol. And the body sort of just gives up because it can't keep up with the high demand of stress that you're putting it through. So when this happened to me, I didn't even know that was possible to have basically almost no cortisol. But this is definitely one link with my kidneys under-functioning and extreme chronic fatigue and the insulin resistance that I had, which were all red flags of impending autoimmune disease that I foolishly ignored. So if cortisol is low, your aldosterone can become low, which can lead to excessive loss of water and sodium from the body. And people who experience this can drink seemingly endless amounts of water, but it doesn't actually hydrate them. So that kind of relates to what I was saying earlier about hydration and how this affects the kidney's ability to detox everything. And another way that stress is related to all of this, when I say stress, it's not just a mental or emotional stress, but physiological stress from toxins and chemicals and heavy metals and microbial substances all of these modern day things that invade our bodies and put more added strain on our kidneys and liver than they're naturally intended to have. So all of these things, they contribute to a suppressed immune system, which leads to oxidative stress, which leads to inflammation, which leads to oxidative damage to tissues. And where do the effects of this oxidative stress and tissue damage first begin to show up? In the kidneys. And after that, they'll begin to show up in the nervous system. And it all progressively spirals more out of control to other things after that. But that kind of stress is first going to affect the kidneys. So if you think back to how my kidneys were under functioning, and then I had, you know, the chronic fatigue and the insulin resistance and my thyroid issues. And that's, you know, and then there was more and more stress of job loss dumped onto that. And I was training super intensely as a power lifter, which didn't help all of those issues going on. All my autoimmune issues exploded. So all of the various downstream effects of all of this can cause a buildup of various toxins and waste products in the body, making it harder for the liver and kidneys to keep up. So also there is Hypertension, diabetes, prediabetes, insulin resistance, all of these things can wreak havoc on the kidneys as well. And to give you an idea of the potential chain of events that could happen if you have too much oxidative stress in the body and your kidneys and liver begin to lag in their ability to properly do their jobs, that can lead to, um, this is just a different way of kind of restating what I said, lead to insulin resistance, which can lead to food sensitivities, autoimmune issues that can lead to prediabetes, then type two diabetes, then cardiometabolic syndrome, then hypertension. And any of these things greatly increases your risk of cancer because you've already put the immune system in a compromising position. So I didn't have enough time to get through all of what I had planned to say about all of this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, and I'm going to do more of this in the future. I'm going to continue with this on patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. And I'm going to continue with all of the points that I didn't get to. And that will be available for the $5 and up levels at patreon.com slash 
Kelly Wilson. So if you become a patron, you can hear me talk more about this in reference to kidney stones, the different types of kidney stones, how sodium and potassium are related to all of this, the prescription drugs that make the kidneys and liver most vulnerable to underfunctioning, and the warning signs of impaired kidney filtration. So once again, that is patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. Go check it out. Check out the various levels of rewards. And a very special thank you to my current Patreon supporters, Elise V, Tracy D, Zach R, Wendy C, Pamela P, Jerris H, and Carmina S. I am also super pumped to tell you that next week, if everything goes as planned, I will be interviewing my very first guest here on the Fit Fizz podcast. So I hope you'll join me then. And until next time, breathe Stay strong and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.